Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 120. I'm wow. your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by my brother, Chris, and our good pal, Katrin. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty fantastic. All doing doing pretty good. You guys are so excited. <laughs> I can yeah, tell that you're so excited are. because we have a special, very special guest on tonight, Miss Heather Abels. Hey, Heather, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, our listeners may be saying, well, who's Heather Abels? Well, you may not know her by name or face, because I didn't know her by face <laughs> until she popped up on her Skype. But if you've seen a movie in the last, what, 12 years? Ever. Ever. <laughs> yes, I'm that old, yes. <laughs> Back in the 1920s. Then you, yeah, then you have, seen, <laughs> you have seen Heather Abel's work. Now, she is a, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, you're a senior matte painter and environmental artist? Yeah, I'm mostly a matte painter. Matte painter? Um, I do concept art and illustration, but mostly environmental matte painting. Cool. So let me list off some of your, your body of work here, because I've got it all on here. Unless you just went on your IMD page and just sort of like inner stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is <laughs> no. all No. In fact, somebody <laughs> that I don't know added all sorts of like personal information on IMDB. And I remember logging in once and I was like, what? How do they know where I'm from? Chris. Where I went to school and who did that? Oh, so you didn't put this in here? No, I didn't put oh. like it says like I went to school in East Tennessee and I lived in New Zealand and stuff and I'm like who's been stalking me? <laughs> oh, that was me. I'm uh, <laughs> I got bored one day. <laughs> so here you go. You worked on Moana, Zootopia, Deadpool, Big Hero Six, X Men, Days of Future Past, Three Hundred Rise of Empire. R.I.P.D., which is funny, that was on TV earlier and I was watching it in the background when I was doing some stuff. Avatar, the Avatar, not the Airbender, but the blue guys. Twilight <laughs> Saga, uh, New Moon, Land of the Lost, Night of the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, Spider Man 3, which has our favorite dance scene of all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Life of Pi. Yogi Bear, the list goes on and on. I just hit sort of the high point. You also did Call of Duty and Infinite Warfare. This is amazing. What? Uh, yeah, that's like the game cinematic. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Nice. I've done some of that stuff. So you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> My husband keeps trying to tell me that, but I, I'm. You're a big just deal. Just like everybody oh, else yeah. working on yeah. movies. Yeah. He's, no, he's right. He's right. Big deal. Because basically, without you, the background scenes would just. Yeah. Be nothing. You remember those memes that were going around a few years ago? It's like your, your movies without VFX, they'd be just green. Just green. Yeah. Lots of green. Because I watched your, uh, your reel on your, I guess, your website, and it showed like the before and after, and it was, it was freaking amazing. Um, the work that you've done and are continue to do. Um, could, could you kind of describe kind of like matte painting exactly? Like what for, for those, those who don't, don't know. know. Yeah. So <laughs> back in the day when sets were too big and as movies started to get grander, they used to paint on glass mats um, to mat out films and then eventually to extend the sets. So those were set extensions 
And that's essentially what we do now, but we do it digitally and we can do it in 3D. So whereas before they were beholden to a locked off camera and a particular lighting scene during a particular time of day, we can now add stuff digitally later. We can match camera moves, add parallax, all sorts of stuff, but we still use, you know, painting techniques in Photoshop and photo bashing and crude geometry. And sometimes we build full 3D assets. So matte painters now are much more generalists, environment generalists with strong painting skills. Uh, and we get to create really great backgrounds. Sometimes they're really epic landscapes and sometimes they're really small changes that you never even know were touched in a film in a film. So what got you, like, what was the start? What got you into this? What made you decide, this is what I want to do? I think back in undergrad, I was like everybody. And I was like, I'm going to be an animator. <laughs> and then back then we were using 3D Max because unless you're a grad student, you couldn't use Maya in the that Maya lab. True, yeah. And I remember trying their 3D Max biped animation rig thing. And I said, Okay, so I don't want to be an animator. <laughs> um, but I was really passionate uh, about the environments that we were making. And I really didn't know what matte painting was back then. Um, I didn't learn more about it until I got one of, you know, those old ILM books, uh, you know, the visual, the old ILM oh. visual effects books and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember getting a Cinefax that broke down the work that Matt were, Matt world digital was doing. I think I had one. It was like, had the Truman show in it and probably the ring, some of the backgrounds that they were doing for the ring. And I remember just being like, that's amazing. I am good at painting. I can do 3d. I love environments. And then I was like, I'm going to work at Matt world. <laughs> so I went to grad <laughs> school and everybody, you know, that first day is like, so where are you from? What do you want to be? And where do you want to work? And I'm like, I'm going to be a matte painter and work at Matt World. And they're like, okay, good luck, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah. That was, my that was my first job. So um, that was pretty awesome getting to work with all the people that made the things that inspired me the most to be in the industry. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, do you it's always. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Go ahead. Um, okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's always cool. Like, yeah, like stuff that you grew up with, or stuff that you've seen that you love, and everything, and you get the opportunity to like have a part in that is is always awesome. Because that, that was the same with me. Because I loved comic books and everything, and and cartoons. I grew up loving those. That's kind of what got me into like animation and all that. And then when I finally got to work on that uh, X-Men first class, I was like, oh, I've made it. Like, I was watching X-Men cartoons, and now I'm making an X-Men movie. Like, this is so great. <laughs> but yeah, you, mine you was... worked on that, too, or not the same. You worked on an X-Men, right? I did. That was first class, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you Oh, no, mine was um, Days, oh, of, Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah you, you were on that one, because the that one was with... Ephraim and Hughes, but there wasn't any animation involved for that one. I don't believe. No, we, we did work on the same one because you were, oh. you were working on the girl with the the yes. diamond girl, um, yeah. Jessica. 
Jones, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Emma, Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yeah. Same thing. And I did, I did concept uh, for Emma Frost. Okay. But I think I didn't matte paint on that. I think I matte painted on the next one. Yeah, I think you, and you may have been working on the big miracle or. Yes. Yes. When I was doing that with the whales. I think you were working oh, on stuff whales. like that. Yes. But I do remember <laughs> you were working on that, that scene where she was strapped to the bedpost. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, I don't yeah. remember this, the, the scene. Her the character bedpost. was about as good as I anticipated. <laughs> that was in the big miracle, the bedpost scene? What was No. That was in an X-Men movie for some reason. It doesn't make as much sense either. But uh... <laughs> You were like my one connection to animation because there's not a lot of co... Um, there's not a lot of crossover between animation and matte painting, genuinely. So there's, there's never an excuse for a matte painter to just wander up to an animator and be like, hey, we're working on this together. Let's talk or something, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> that Other is than true. knowing you from undergrad, I was like, "You're my one connection." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I remember you, or um, you, because I was at Rhythm first, and then you came over, and I didn't know you were coming there. And I think it was for um, Math Museum Two, mm-hmm. and you walked up behind me, and you're like, "Hey!" And I just, I kind of froze. My my brain froze because <laughs> it's one of those things like. Like I'm here, yeah. I know you, but you're not here. Here, but you're here. Because I think the last time you saw me was right before I got fired from a movie theater in undergrad. Oh, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the only job I ever got fired from. What sort of. That? What did you do? Uh, I, I, I just. Quit or I just left and I never came back. Really, I was like, I, I went on vacation and I didn't even call them. I just didn't show up or I don't know. I've never done that before. <laughs> well, don't don't feel bad about doing it for that. No, I didn't. That's <laughs> how much I respect them. Yeah, uh, yeah, we left there too, so it's funny. So out of your body work, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Uh, but you guys can tell stories. You can keep telling stories. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a least favorite? Um. Well, <laughs> tell us the dirt. Yeah. Enough time anything? passes that the least favorite ones just sort of fade away. Yeah. Um. It's hard to say. I think the the ones where you get to control a lot of the screen space, or the the ones that are technically challenging and I would say that I'm never super proud of what I've done immediately after I've done it it's not until time has passed and it's finally in theaters or something that you're like okay that's not so terrible that doesn't suck (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so there's just some films that were more challenging Uh, Life of Pi had a couple of very challenging technical shots but mostly epic skies and in figuring out the workflow between all the departments that needed to utilize the skies and a new color pipeline so that lighting could use them as hgris to light the oceans um that one i'm 
proud of because it because it was like really integrating the matte painting department into the rest of the company so that our assets could be utilized. Whereas most of the time matte painting is kind of their own secret black box. It's like outside of what everybody else does. And you're just like, take it and love it. You're like, don't ask questions. Here's your matte painting, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just take it and use it. Oh, um, but that was the first off, time though. that we were able to like hand assets off for integrated lighting um, that were HDRI compliant with overbrights for lighting and stuff. And so technically that one felt like a, a good achievement for me. So you speak, you said, you said life of Pi. I was looking at your reel and it has like basically a pool scene. Yeah. The, the Piscine oh, shot. Yes. Yeah. So basically when they present that to you, say, here's your scene. How much information do they tell you about what it's supposed to look like to fill in the space? Because basically the, the shot is a pool with a blue wall around it. And then in the background is just trees and construction stuff. And well, we had, we had the plate. So you probably saw the, the, the frame of the footage and the huh. blue screen. But the Piscine was an actual location that still stands. Um, at the time, it was like full of graffiti and it had been used as like a skate park and stuff. And it has since been uh, revitalized and refinished, um, not completely to its old standard, but there were photographs of it from back then. Oh, okay. So we were we were sort of taking the best of the photographs and one of the things I love to do in matte painting is to research the environment. So period films and things like that are especially fun because you can try to surf on the internet for a while and like look for the best reference. And then we had sort of a rough, somebody built a sort of rough model and I took that and I broke it apart and I changed it and painted a bunch of stuff from that. And then we ended up adapting it and changing it. And then, you know, like any movie, they want to see all 15 landmarks in one scene. So um, <laughs> what you see in the background, like the Eiffel Tower and stuff, is not realistic to life. But that's, you know, it's like when they want the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge and the Pyramid Building in every San Francisco shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So they give you a bunch of different things and they give you sort of liberty to to make this but we want all this stuff in there and then you sort of get uh, you're let go to basically do it and then they tell you to change stuff or leave yeah. it the same and... sometimes you don't have anything to go off of for matte paintings other than maybe a light direction or some tracking geo or something like that sometimes they're very specific so like that one is very specific. We want the Piscine Molotar back there. Here's what it looked like historically, you know, but we don't want this one wall. That's it, you know. And so the rest of it, the lighting scheme, the colors, how many doors there are, um, you generally have a lot of freedom. And I think that's what is so sexy about matte painting is that you really do get a lot of screen real estate. So and I think it's a lot like animation because animation is very much a big performance. It's a big part of mm -hmm. the scene, you know, so matte painting 
might be in the background, but it is a lot of canvas. It's a lot of screen real estate that you are directly creating. Yeah. And that doesn't usually change all that much after it leaves your hands. That's cool. So I think that's like, that's the thrilling part. Yeah. Like you're kind of playing cinematographer. Yeah. For couple shots. Yeah, that's cool. I think we have the title of this episode. Uh, Matt painting is sexy. Matt painting is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> With Heather Abels. <laughs> <laughs> I should lower my voice a couple of octaves. <laughs> Get that smokiness going. Yeah. yeah. My, my colds from last week would have worked really well. <laughs> so and it is. Here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> it is October now. And so this is when we celebrate Hallow Geek, which is our version of Halloween, I guess, because we do it all month long. Because we're geeks and I don't know. We like Halloween. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so when Chris said that you were coming on and he said you worked on this one project we're about to talk about, I was like, this is going to fit perfectly in with the beginning of our Hallow Geek Month. Um, you worked on the new firework spectacular at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. I think it's called Not-So-Spooky Spectacular or something. So this is the projection show on yep. the castle. The new projection show that just came out this year for, is it MGM Castle? Um, Magic Kingdom. Is that right? Were you yeah. there? Did you see it? I I was there and it was going on, but I didn't get to see it because you have to buy a special ticket to go see it. So I watched the video on YouTube. <laughs> well, that's how I've seen it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how we've all seen it, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I've done a lot of the castle projection shows over the last <laughs> three and a half, four years, oh, and wow. there's so much fun. And that one i got to do all the disney villains oh cool um they had the, like these oh. madhouse like or like these funhouse madhouse like versions of the castle where like different pieces spin and yeah. um they've got the heads that come up and so i got to paint all of those i did textures for the bits that were spinning and i did matte painting that was being projected for the rest and it's just so much fun to take your favorite movies. I'm such a big Disney animation fan or animation in general, but like to take your favorite things and revisit them. It's also very nerve wracking because <laughs> in those versions, they asked for um, sort of like circus style uh, freak show posters of the sidekicks and the villains, oh. or at first it was just the villains. And so I got to design the sidekick posters and they liked them so much that they asked for the main characters. But then I found out that they were sending them to Disney animation where I was working oh. for the summer while I was finishing this <laughs> up. And um, they were being reviewed by the classical animators that like actually worked on some of these oh, films. Wow. And they were like wow. doing draw, draw overs or changing my poses slightly and stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. That is cool. So like Eric Goldberg and, and yeah. Well, like I, I can't, I can't yeah. be certain it was him. It's a 50, mm -hmm. 50 chance that it was him. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So is that different cool. working on something that's basically a show in real life versus a movie? Like is how you do the map painting? Is it different when it's a projection well, show or the, how does that the work? The castle shows are, they're really fun. Cause you're, um, they're a lot more stylized and cartoony, 
but also I'm not projecting them in 3D. I'm I'm creating a bunch of layers that I know are going to be used in animation. And then it goes to the animator and they put it all together and they use all the pieces um, that I've created to add movement. So I've done like a bunch of the different shows there as for and the same for like the Hollywood Bowl. I've done like the Nightmare Before Christmas one and the Little Mermaid one. And they're just there's so much fun because you get to pull from your classic movies and you get to revisit yeah. them and pretend like you were part of the original <laughs> magic for a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the scale, like I haven't I haven't seen any of the castle shows in person yet, but I have seen a couple of the Hollywood Bowl shows and seeing it, seeing something you made that big with that many people live is kind of incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And then to see like write-ups in the paper about, you know, the paintings that you made is it's, it's really cool. And you can really see the reactions from the people. um, Yeah. Because you see the crowd, you hear the crowd and like movies, you may go see a movie and you may hear people uh, every now and then the audience, but a show like that, you're really, yeah, kind unless somebody emails care. you to be like, hey, I loved your shot, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the same as seeing it with, like, 50,000 people. Mm, that's awesome. So Disney, because I know you, the heads of Disney listen to this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need to get Heather, get her a plane ticket, send her down there to see her shows, because she needs to see them For live. sure. I know. I keep yes. offering to help with the install, but um, <laughs> I did it. I was like, hey, does that mean you get to ride the rides when you're doing the install at night? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's why they haven't invited you. (laughs) (laughs) You like show up with your ear, like Mickey ears on. You're like, I'm free if you guys want me to come. They're like, "Uh." I'm here today. I mean, (laughs) don't you have kids? Ah, they'll be fine. They're fine. (laughs) Yeah, they went to Disneyland all summer without me. So, Uh, yeah. Well, they're fine. They're so fine. (laughs) (laughs) When you're doing the projection stuff, because I mean, it's it it's kind of warped to work on like the castle structure itself. Mm -hmm. Like, are you having to? When you're drawing it, are you having to do it in like a warped style? So when it's actually projected on, it looks fine. Like, like it looks like it's supposed to be. Or well, do you... um, for something like that and with anything that you were doing in feature film, you know that it's going to project on whatever object, whether it be in like 3D space or on the Disney castle in real life, you know, it's being projected from a single projector or a single camera or multiple projectors if you have to cover around certain objects. And so if you're matte painting, you're going to create a template or a canvas for any shot that you're projecting. And so that's true also with, you know, the castle. There's a there's a template that works mm-hmm. for their projection setup. And um, you just match the template. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, but it's really fun i've gotten to go the company that does them uh the really good shows is m- called mousetrap and i've gotten to, i've got to 
visit them in person when I was in LA and stuff. And they got to show me in their secret room where they've got their miniatures to do their hmm. tests and stuff. And it is the coolest. That's awesome. They are <laughs> so awesome. <clears throat> secret room. Cool. <laughs> it is it's like behind a black velvet curtain and they're like, come behind our secret curtain. I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know you, but okay, let's go. <laughs> So you got any um, fun or interesting stories behind the scenes of any of these projects you've worked on that you might want to share? Fun. fun or behind the scenes? Oh, I don't know. I I do know that um, we because we get to cover so much screen real estate, I'm not going to name people or even no. a film, but yeah. um, we do get an opportunity to like sneak things into paintings you know oh. like your name or your friends <laughs> names on gravestones or you know um but a colleague of mine snuck like his silhouette into the side of a mountain as a joke for a rough pass and the director came in and saw this like <laughs> prank version and lost like super uncool lost it tried to demand that this guy was fired and i mean it was ridiculous because it was clearly like a, f a fake you know mm -hmm. it was like it's a joke he, yeah. it was a joke <laughs> and uh yeah that was like a big deal but it doesn't mean we still don't try to sneak things in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i've i've mentioned it on here before i think um yeah the that bed frame that you mentioned from x-men <laughs> first class has my initials in it I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very subtle, but like, cause an as animators, we don't necessarily get to sneak in like too much stuff like that. It it's a little bit harder to yeah. do that. Unless uh, I'm like cheerleading, like, yeah, unless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you like, yeah. Like, or, or Taylor do like a, a character that has like a tick or something. Uh, from someone you know or something like that but uh yeah i was able to do that and then i was like ah oh, uh, that's so much fun <laughs> now i want to know i mean i know you don't have to tell me yes or no but now i want to know if any of these movies have some secrets in them in the background <laughs> oh absolutely especially um especially disney movies um not just matt painters but all the environment artists get the most awesome opportunities to hide Easter eggs everywhere. We get to like okay. hide assets from other movies and trinkets and, mm -hmm. you know, um, even yeah. the, the, um, that not so scary yeah. castle show. Um, I've seen in like blog comments and stuff. I'm like, cause I, I'm like stalking people to see if anybody is <laughs> looking and if they like the show and stuff. And, um, they were all, some of them were upset that, um, that the devil, you know, the Disney devil from, uh, Oh, Hades, Hades not Hades. Um, is it from, Oh, um, from Fantasia, Fantasia, Chernoborg or Chernoborg. Um, they were upset that he wasn't in there and I want, he is because <laughs> I snuck him in there. He's at the very tippy top of the castle in like a little mirror. His silhouette oh, and awesome. glowing eyes are up oh, wow. there. And so, but people, 
They haven't seen it. They haven't picked so, up on that. Awesome. So in yeah. Zootopia, there there's a scene. You probably remember they had the the weasel that's selling all the movies, mm-hmm. and they had all these movies that look like other movies that were in the the. Uh, you know that were either made or not made yet there were some that were I, I remember hearing that there were some that weren't even made yet that were sitting on the table but they were named something different you know it, was, it is mm-hmm. true i think there was yeah. probably there probably was a frozen two in there or something yeah i think it was yeah yeah, yeah there's in disney there's all kinds of stuff even going back like even it, it seems like it was it was probably around when i first remember seeing something was like aladdin um in the when the sultan is stacking um little porcelain animals mm-hmm. yeah i think was it lion king stuff was in that um, one or was or was it a different one i think that was it i think it was like lion king yeah i think so the stack and um yeah. th- there's parts of the genie where he like um when they're in the cave of wonders and i think that there's parts where he snaps and he's like other characters from other movies other Disney oh, yeah. movies or something um yeah. i know because yeah. i i studied that sequence for another <laughs> castle show i did <laughs> <laughs> as well as you know already having it memorized yeah. and there's also the infamous uh, little mermaid um, castle oh castle on the cover <laughs> I had to reimagine for the Hollywood Bowl show. <laughs> and there is no way to paint that and have it look wholesome. <laughs> so, like, I did a version of it that matched, and and we all agreed that that couldn't go up on the bowl like that. And so I kind of just kept adding to it. And in some ways... And I was making it more detailed, and in some ways it got worse. And so then I had to add a bunch of other stuff <laughs> to make it better. <laughs> so it doesn't look anything like the original castle, really, but um, much more appropriate. That's so, that's so funny. I could see you making it, and then you're looking at it, and you're like, no, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I have my husband come in. I'm like, is this as bad as I think it is? He's like, yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> and that's that's a hard dailies to do because I work remotely now. And so um, when the, when they're like, hey, how's that castle painting going? And I was like, well, <laughs> looks a little, we'll say a lot phallic. We'll just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it what it is. Um. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, and it was it was the beast that was in Aladdin. Yeah, it was the beast a stack yeah. of things. I just had to correct. Did you myself. just Google it? You I did. did. I did. <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound right. I got to Google it. That's we the, don't have that's to remember the, anything anymore. Yeah, that's the thing about the podcast. Nobody sees us googling it. We just go, oh yes, I remember. Blah 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 blah. blah. People are like, oh wow, they're so my, smart. <laughs> my husband does remember all that weird trivia stuff. I'm the one that forgets all the names and <laughs> i remember it but just most of the time i remember it incorrectly um <laughs> and then i google <laughs> and then i google and then i google so um you got something you've been working on that hasn't come out yet i don't want to <laughs> I'm always working on something that hasn't come out yet. That's, that's kind of the how work. our job no, works. No, no, I mean that it's sort of a big deal that everybody's 
<laughs> even even okay, here's the thing. Even grown man on my Facebook. No, it wasn't Facebook. I was at Disney World a couple weeks ago. And um I'll, I'm gonna call him out for this. Uh I ran into some guys from another podcast that we know called Unrelated at Birth. And the guy named he's Dave Adams is the name of the guy. And we were standing in line to ride a ride, and I hear this music playing behind me and I'm like what in the world is he doing? So I turned, because I was talking to somebody, and I just talk to random strangers in line at Disney, and then I tell them about the podcast, and they're like, oh, that's excellent, because they geek out about stuff like we do. So I was talking to some random stranger about I'm Geek. Maybe he's listening right now. I don't know. Uh, and I hear something playing really loud behind me, and I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, Dude, the new Frozen Two trailer just came out, so I'm watching it, <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you, a ten-year-old girl?" And he's like, "No, man, it's awesome." So, like, <laughs> who stands in the in the in the line for the Millennium Falcon ride and watches Frozen Two? Dave Adams says. So, <laughs> you've been working on Frozen Two. Now you probably can't say much. I have anything. been working on Frozen Two. <laughs> And the songs are really, really good. And I'm so glad that they've put that trailer out there because it's been in my head all summer and I can't actually like sing it out loud. And, oh. you know, now I can, at least that one. Um, so I thought the one trailer came out and there wasn't any of the musical numbers yeah. in it. And I thought that was very interesting. And my friends kept emailing me and be like, this looks so good. It looks like, you know, Frozen meets Lord of the Rings or something like, and I was like, it's going to be good, but there's going to be songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I think it's really, really good. Um, They of course were making changes to make it as good as it can be up until the last minute. And um, my kids can't wait to see it. They got to see a sneak peek this summer during the family picnic at Disney and they can't wait because my boys got to come to work and have lunch and they're so excited. Yeah. My kids love it. They watch it at least once a day. Sometimes my daughter who's two will watch it. And then I'm like, let's go do something. And she goes, she calls it, let it go. Cause she's two. <laughs> she goes, let it go. And I'm like, no, we've already let it go. It's gone. <laughs> and she's like, no, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's what she goes to sleep to, listening to the song. Um, loves it. So, yeah, it, we will see it. Um, but it's, so it's going to be good. It's not going to be it's, like. A, it's going to be good. And not just for girls. I mean, I have I have two boys, four and or five and six and a half now. And. They love the original, but they love the original as much as they love all movies. So yeah. it's not like it's their number one ultimate favorite. Um, but I, I definitely think that this movie is for everybody. Dads, too. Cool. Well, I've, I've gotten Frozen <laughs> memorized. so And my son loves the first song. He likes. Yeah, he goes around and say. sings the first song. Yeah, and it's hilarious. So yeah, my eight-year-old son loves that part too. Like he, it, it, the other day he was actually singing. We haven't watched it in a long time, but he was singing that part. The you know breaking the ice up and stuff. So. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. He's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. 
I'm like, here we go. That's That's my kids with Moana. They're really into Maui. My my son, when he was having his, I think, third or fourth birthday party, he wanted a, not a Moana party, a Maui party. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Well, that's, that's all right. I'm a 37 year old man, and I listen and sing to all the songs. Yeah. Um, so for oh, the yeah. Maui party, did the Rock come to the party? <laughs> um, in tiny figurine form on top of his cake. Nice. <laughs> Should have just went out and got a wrestling figure of the Rock and just stuck him up there. Yeah, he wouldn't have understood. <laughs> he's like, that doesn't look like Maui. I don't understand. That's Maui. Although they do love The Rock because he's in all these like kid movies or yeah. movies that they love to watch, and they are impressed by his muscle bumps. That's what they call them. <laughs> Mom, that's so the now new name for this episode. Like showing me their muscles, and they're like, "Mom, look, my muscle bumps are bigger." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> my muscle sure are. bumps are bigger." <laughs> <laughs> she get that checked by the doctor. <laughs> oh man! So can you just go ahead and just tell us the whole plot of Frozen Two? That's that's fine. Absolutely, it's going to take another two hours. <laughs> oh, we're we fine. Yeah, we got the time. <laughs> I I am just I'm so excited because um we all, everybody that works at Disney at least. Um, in set extension, which is the matte painting department, and in look development, where I sat, we're we always talking about all the fan theories. And so if everybody out there who's got their Disney blogs and their fan theory blogs and stuff thinks that the Disney employees aren't reading them, <laughs> you're wrong. Because <laughs> we're always like reading them and laughing and um, and then seeing what we can sneak in and like everybody adds their own little touch um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it to come out. I think everybody's going to like it a lot. Uh, and then some of my friends that work at, you know, DreamWorks, they're like, all right, who's going to win, you know, the animated film Oscar. And I was like, I think Frozen's going to take it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Cause it, isn't Frozen going to be up against dragons? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think that was. Yeah. Cause dragons released after. Yeah, I think it did. That sounds yeah. right to me. Would Toy Story be in there as well? I don't know. If Toy Story oh, 4 would be in there. I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was... Well, you know what's funny is I... Franchise killer. Yeah, I did not... Oh. I have not seen Toy Story 4 when it was announced and it came out. I purposely went online and read the whole synopsis, or the whole <laughs> plot of the movie and the ending and everything, because I, I was like, I'm not... You're not going to trick me again, Pixar. I'm not going to go to movie theater and cry for like, I mean, you got me a Toy Story 3. I would have been okay with that. I didn't even cry. I was just so. So I didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, like just reading it, I was like, this is fan fiction. This is not a Toy Story movie. This is fan fiction. We got, I mean, Disney, um, one of the Disney perks when you're working there is that when movies come out, you get to take your family to see them. And so. Toy Story 4 was one that came out this summer and the whole family got to go for free and see it um, on the Disney lot. And I'm just like, it's so bad. I Everybody else <laughs> liked it. The reviews were overwhelmingly positive. It's a well-made film. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> um, just like the first preview that came out just made it look so depressing. Yeah. 
And I, I was like, I oh. don't the- even know if it's depressing. Like, it's yeah. like, I could, I could rant about that movie. Go ahead. It's fine. We got time. I, I feel like um, they never know what to do with Buzz ever. And so they've never given him a good character arc. They've mm-hmm. they've tried to teach a really grown-up lesson. I feel like they made a movie for grown-ups and not for kids. Mm. Um, I think that's what Pixar does anymore. They try to like do like a grown-up movie. like Because like, it was... Incredibles 2 for me was just like, hey, when you're going to be an adult, you're it's going to be horrible. You're going to hate it. Yeah, I like I like Incredibles 2. Uh, I uh. couldn't uh, I couldn't get behind Incredibles 2. It was just a, for me it was just a remake of the first one. Toy and, Story 4 uh, had so many opportunities to be cooler, to be a better story, to grow without killing the franchise or the partnership, like in the end, they made Woody choose between his best buddy spoilers, and spoilers, toy spoilers, family spoilers. and the love of his life. And I'm like, that is the worst. And it was yeah. so convoluted. Yeah, um, I read that and I was like, that's, uh, he wouldn't, like, based off the other movies, he would not have made yeah. that choice. No, but what would have been interesting is that if they had just made him not the favorite, because he has only known, from all we know, Andy, or he's only known himself as being the leader, the lead toy of Andy's room. He was the favorite. And so what if now he has to deal with not being the favorite? That is well, there, something everybody story. can deal from. Not being the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and him coping with handing over the reins to somebody else. Because anybody who's been a supervisor, you know, Heck, if you're the favorite parent one day and the next day you're not the favorite parent, like everybody deals with that sort of thing. Um, but no, they made it and they set it in the most boring place a kid could ever go into an antique shop with the <laughs> creepiest, most boring toy. These weird mannequin, these ventriloquist um, dummies. Ventriloquist yeah. dummies. And not just like one, because that's not funny enough. Apparently, they had to make like five of them and throw them in there and <laughs> it is all so bad they plastered those ventriloquist dummies on the monorail at walt disney world and when you're inside the monorail and you see those faces looking back at you you're like the most terrifying thing in the world you're like riding the monorail and there's this like this dead-eyed dummy looking at you just staring yeah. into your soul and that should have been like a one-off joke thing but they made it like a major plot point like they're like they're supposed to be like the mafia, the toy, ma- the antique shop mafia or something. And it's just, it's all so bad. The color palette is boring so and I like hate the, the daycare, like the daycare mafia they did in the previous one. He literally <laughs> gives up his voice box. Yeah. Uh, he, he what? sacrifices <laughs> his voice box. Yes. Oh, gee. It's like the worst. It's the worst movie. <laughs> and, and and I think I'm extra passionate about it because Toy Story was the movie that made me want to do movies. Like oh, yeah. it was Toy Story mm-hmm. and Jurassic Park. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever remember seeing like what Cinema Secrets with Stan Winston, like late on PBS or something. Oh, yeah. Like those three things combined were like the reason. I wanted to make movies. <laughs> and then they they killed off Woody 
basically. <laughs> I separated Buzz and Woody forever. There you have it. <laughs> Until they do another sequel and they bring them back together. Uh. There's no bringing them back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least Toy Story 3 was really good and made you cry and yeah. sad. This it one was you really just go, good. I've only watched that movie once, though. That, the same. Yeah. Story of Three. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we've watched it. A few times. Makes me cry. I think you're right. I think those movies, those Toy Story movies, are really geared towards like our age, right? It's it's the toys we used to play with. But and... even as an adult now, I use like when I was a kid. I think like every kid, you imagine your toys come to life when you're sure. asleep. Like yeah. that was very real. So when they came out with a movie that did that, it like it sort of like hit into the heart of every age group, I think, because everybody imagined that. Yeah. And now they've lost sight of that and they're not make they're not, they're trying to teach very grown up lessons instead of like bringing out your inner child. Yeah. And yeah. Like that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son doesn't care for any of them. Like we're like, let's watch toy story. Everybody loves this movie. He doesn't, he, he just, <laughs> <laughs> And we had it on, like, I, I, I have a, a Plex server at my house where we pull all our movies onto it so we can watch them on the TV and uh, not have to put the DVDs in, you know. That's and, what we do. And it, it, um, I messed up when I made, when I ripped it, and it um, <laughs> it would go, you got a friend, you got a friend, you got a friend, and it would just keep doing that over and over again because it something messed Maybe up. Maybe that's why he doesn't like it because that's all the movie is. <laughs> <That> was, yeah. <laughs> But it was it was our it's our joke. Every time we think of that movie, we, we start singing that way. But how he, old are your kids? I just have an eight year old and eight year old. Okay, but, so yeah. he's kind of old enough to be indoctrinated into all your favorite geeky things. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, well, his 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 favorite movies right now are, are Ernest movies. We watched Ernest Goes to Camp and um, <laughs> and some other ones I can't think of right now. But he, we haven't watched uh, – with Halloween, I'm, I've got to get Ernest um, Scared Stupid uh, so you can watch yes. it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I think that's my – that might be my favorite one. Well, it's really a geek stupid. movie, but it, uh, they're so funny. Oh, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous. You can geek about anything. <laughs> that's yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that one was my favorite one, and Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah. I love that one, too. Where yeah, it becomes so a good lecture man. I have a list of ones that I'm going to get. I found a, a, an eBay listing that has all of these, but it's the Christmas, Saves Christmas, uh, Ghost to Camp, or not Ghost Camp, we have that one, um, Scared Stupid, and um, gosh, whatever else. But the, there were like three or four that were all together. And, I, and, and he, wants to, he wants to see the Hey Vern stuff because it's, it's on Vudu. Most of them are on Vudu, but you have to pay for them. Some mm. of them are free uh, with commercials, which is, fine that's how we grew up watching them right but mm -hmm. um, uh so he he watches those over and over right now I, I haven't shown him goonies yet we talked about our movies recently. we started to watch goonies but they my kids lost interest during yeah. some of the bad guy like talking yeah. bits yeah. but um they're starting to get to the age where we can show them more and more stuff like yeah. when they were really little we made them a toddler edit of Jurassic Park. <clears throat> my, my husband did that, and he he just took Jurassic Park, the first one, and he cut it down, and he cut out all the talking bits and um, the whole Nedry stuff. Like, don't need it. Mm. It's 
pretty good. It's really good without it. So that oh, was really? it. <laughs> um, and then like all the dinosaur, like super violent, like eating <laughs> off the toilet, you know, we cut that out. But um, so they, they fell in love with like Jurassic Park. And sure. then all of a sudden they figured out how to, you know, use the remote and they're on Netflix. And I'm like, Oh, this is the real version. Like you can't watch this. Like, there's... and um, they're not phased by most of that. The thing that gets my oldest, and he's almost seven now, and this is crazy because he's watched now like dinosaur movies. He's watched all the like Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. m- the thing that upsets him every time, and all you have to do is mention it, <laughs> is. There's a trailer for Wreck-It Ralph 2 where, you know, he breaks the internet and he's in there and he's feeding the bunny and he keeps giving the bunny the pancakes and the bunny's getting bigger and bigger. And then off screen, the bunny like explodes, (laughs) teared, like big crocodiles. The bunny didn't deserve that. Why did you make them eat that? I'm like, wow. You know. Gotta... Totally fine with the people getting vaporized and yeah. <laughs> got a thing for Captain pancakes America, and but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's There's, funny. We watched the um Avengers Endgame uh the one before In- the second Infinity to War. Last. Yeah. In- Infinity War. Yeah. <clears throat> Infinity War. And me and my husband, we're like very emotional. Like right? We're we've been invested in these movies a long time and we're like, we know what probably gonna resolve and everything but we're like emotional and we're crying and we're like watching the kids and it's the second time we've seen it because we had to make sure it was okay for them and so we're like watching them and like we're ready to field questions and we've set it up and we've built and they're just pop up off the couch you're like cool when's the next one and i'm like don't you want to talk about how spider-man just, just holds? <laughs> no. about this. it'll be fine and i'm like Okay, you're handling this too well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Spider Man, he'll come back. <laughs> it's like, Mom, they already have another movie. Uh, <laughs> I just got back because my kid woke up. Uh, when I was in the theater, I had to console complete strangers after that movie. <laughs> like, these two ladies that were sitting next to us started crying. And I'm like, um, it's, they're going to come back. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, they're all signed on for more movies. They are? <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be okay. And they're like, oh, thank you for telling me. We didn't know what we we're going to do. I'm just like, really? Come on. I think I first saw it. I was on a Disney cruise, and that was one of the movies that was playing. And so I went and watched it with my niece, like, late at night. We went, like, 10 p.m. show on the cruise. And, and we just kind of, like, sat there. We're like, just happened you know like just <laughs> didn't expect it that's, yeah that's the best time on a cruise to go watch a movie is the later shows yeah you gotta say on a disney cruise it's so nice uh they'll they'll do the midnight shows and stuff yeah that's how i saw like spider-man homecoming and things so you it's so good also get to sleep in if you choose yes, yes. <laughs> that's all, nice yeah too. all chris <laughs> does on a cruise is watch movies and tv <laughs> so tell me what you did, did on the cruise. I'm like, well, we watched this on TV. We rode on the bus and <laughs> sight saw. We saw the back of people's heads on this video. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's relaxing. <laughs> you pay a lot of money to watch TV on, on a boat. <laughs> I, 
It's just, I love it's, those cruises, though. I uh, highly recommend them. I support them in this endeavor. Well, it, it's just funny because I'm like, did you see the shows? And all, he's like, no, we saw those before. We just sort of hung out in the room. What? Watched some no, TV. We go, we go to all of the shows. Yeah, we, we go to the parties. We, we, hang on, we hang out on deck. and, and We go stuff. to the mojito tastings. My husband's done the whiskey tastings. This dad. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> So back to Frozen 2, I can't believe that <laughs> Olaf dies. I mean, that's crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, poor Olaf. Oh, Let it terrible. go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I, there is going to be some sad tears over oh, no. deaths. We'll just say that. What? I've heard it here first, or... You're already here first, folks. Well, I think Kristen Bell talked about how, you know, like, because they ask them what they want to see their character do, like, what's important to them to bring to their characters. And I remember reading an article about her saying it was really important for her character to not shy away from, you know, uh, mental health issues like depression or anxiety and stuff and to like face them head on when things got dark. So I definitely think that Disney probably took some of that and infused it into the movie. Oh, Granted, I haven't seen the final cut because the last version I saw still had a bunch of pieces in storyboard form, but um, yeah. it was very good. And I, I do know that they had, it was so dark I mean, the version I saw was incredible. It was so good, but it was maybe a little too dark for kids. And so okay. all the adults loved it. <laughs> and the kids were like, what? Um, <laughs> um, and so I I think that they've probably hit like the perfect balance now. And um, and I I just love movies that aren't so serious that they don't make you laugh, you know? And so yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I think frozen is going to frozen two is going to do really well. You're going to feel all the feelings, not just, oh, no, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel all the feelings. <laughs> 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 they better not, they better not hurt my Kristoff. That's all I'm saying. Kristoff. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like a, I like a good mixture. That's why I like the Marvel movies so much. Cause yeah. it's a good mixture. It, it has your emotion, but then they, Underline it with comedy and, and kind of. That's it, a little bit where um, that Star Trek franchise started to lose me. Is they they were really good at first about infusing like humor into mm-hmm. like the the reboots, and then they had a couple movies that were just so serious, and yeah. they it yeah. it took the joy out of watching them. Um, well, well, now Tarantino is going to make the next one, so that should. That should be interesting. You asked about what some of my favorite movies to work on were. And Tarantino is some is one of one of my good memories. Um because uh I worked on a little bit on Django on some stuff that was cut from the final film because it was just too graphic (laughs) for a Tarantino movie. Um, I worked on some of that, yeah. um, (laughs) Maybe we worked on the same thing. It may have been, I don't know. Is it like abs? Like a wound? 
Um, it was was it like me, flesh wounds? Yeah, it was Jamie Foxx character was hung upside down, I think. Yes. Yeah. And he was getting like and Samuel Jackson's character was beating him and cutting him with a knife. Yes. And I was like animating the knife going across his skin. I and was making that's the what flesh wounds. Oh nice. <laughs> so nothing gives you more eyebrow raises at work than when you've got a beautiful bottom on your screen for like most of the day because it was like it was like it wasn't his but this is how well i know <laughs> jamie fox now is i'm wa- i'm watching this and i'm like this is definitely a stunt bottom these are definitely stunt abs these abs don't match this other shot um, but yeah it was it ended up at first, I was like, how could it be too violent? It's Tarantino. And then when I saw the final movie and where it was supposed to be, I was like, yeah, that was overkill. That was too much. But um, but favorite memories is uh, how he, like he came to Rhythm and Hughes. And not a whole lot of directors come to the visual effects houses. Like, And he was so excited by even the first version that he was shown like he had very little notes he was so excited and it was so refreshing and honest to see a director that confident in just letting the company and the people make something cool and like being impressed by it right away whereas more often than not you see a bunch of or you hear about a bunch of directors that sound very insecure and they're nitpicking and they're not sure they're not really focused on their story Mm-hmm. If they're looking at these pixels here and fudging them and, you know, and so like that was just so honestly refreshing and like exciting to hear that, like, I don't know, that that nerdy <laughs> enjoyment of something that you've been making. So that was that was a good moment. That was a good cool. moment. That's cool. Chris, were you there? Did you meet Tarantino? No, I, I I worked briefly on it. Um, I did just the knife things and then a whip, um, animated a whip, um, lashing someone. Did you whip it? Uh, did you whip it good? Real good. I almost made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I could cut that out if you want to make it. <laughs> Back it Take two. Three, two <laughs> did you whip it? <laughs> uh, so yeah we, we we stared at the same butt for yes. quite a did while did you get as many eyebrow raises as i did uh yeah yeah i did um, i would just leave it up on my screen because <laughs> that's when i started um sort of uh like supervising a bunch of different shows and and being more in a leadership role and so I was working on a couple different movies at the same time, but not the quantity of shots that I would get if mm-hmm. I was just sticking on one. And so I would have all these meetings for all these other shows, and uh, I would just leave it up on my screen. <laughs> People were like, mm. and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's art. It's art. <laughs> it's art. It's artistic. Deal with it. Just booty cheeks. Everybody's got them. <laughs> Not like these. <laughs> these were some superb booty cheeks. <laughs> that double earned his money. We'll say that. Oh. <laughs> Gym workouts paid for themselves. So. <laughs> 
Well, is there anything because we're 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 nearing the hour mark and we try to keep it an hour, but we usually go over. Uh, is there anything that you? Because we always ask this of our guests. Is there anything besides all the stuff that we've talked about? Is there anything that you geek out about that you just are in love with, or that's your sort of your passion, or just geeky um, stuff? Gosh, it's kind of. I I still chase that feeling that I think we all got before we joined the industry (laughs) (laughs) when we watched movies. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching like the Lord of the Rings trailer in the classroom at ETSU with everybody. And we're all just going frame by frame through it and geeking out and getting goosebumps. And it was that way when we were watching like the original matrix and stuff. And I think once you've pulled back the curtain, it's so much harder to get that feeling about movies, especially mm-hmm. with franchises that keep going and going and going. But I still love that feeling um, when I can when I can get it watching a trailer or when I go to a movie. Um, so that's kind of my geeky thing is is trying to stay passionate about the thing you do so that it's still exciting and it. Yeah that what you do doesn't ruin the thing you loved. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Because, uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, the movies are like, yeah, the, the ones that suck you in, that, like, you're not paying attention, like, oh, that's that's some that's some nice arcing they're doing with that, with the, the moves that they're, they're doing and things like that and kind of studying stuff. You're just kind of sucked into the story, sucked into the feeling, and you're not criti- critiquing. Yeah, and I I think I'm more impressed now by smaller visual effects movies because, um, I don't know, when we were young and growing up, they would have a budget and they'd stick with it and they'd hand over those shots to a bunch of artists and say, make this. And they would make it as best as they possibly could and they were in complete control and trust for that. But now everything's become so compartmentalized in the quantity and there's so much handholding and not as much mm-hmm. trust, I think, with a lot of departments. And so matte paintings and I think animation still hold on to some of that, you know, creative freedom to create something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like the quieter films that don't have, you know, 1,200 VFX shots by 20 different houses. I like the ones yeah. that are sort of, you would never know they were there or the ones that focus more on story and have to stick within a reasonable visual effects budget, or they really only use visual effects to augment an already solid story. Like that's mm-hmm. my favorite. When I hear about directors doing that, I get, I get excited. Yeah. So what's the last movie that, that drew you in the, recommend for people i'm gonna say frozen 2 right now because i worked (laughs) on it and i'm still excited about it and that is hard to do if you know it's hard to work on something and still be really excited about it like once because there's always stuff going on at work there you always see the versions that weren't good enough to make it in the movie. Like you always see Mm -hmm. the versions of the story that weren't good yet. And so sometimes it's hard to detach that, but frozen two still looks so good. It looks so exciting. Um, yeah. 
and Christoph. I think okay. Deadpool was pretty fun too. Oh yeah. Uh, the, De Deadpool. One of the paintings yeah. I was really excited to do was um, I got to paint like Mordor for one of the game cinematics, um, one of the Lord of the Rings game cinematic, and um, oh. like how much fun is that to go back and yeah, that's awesome. Paint something oh. that was so exciting before you even got to be a matte painter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember yeah, which game awesome. it was, or um, Shadow, Dark Shadow, or Shadows of Mordor? Shadows of Mordor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have that game. I haven't finished it, so now I know somebody who, I know the person who painted Mordor. I got to go play it now. <laughs> you got to get the in, Mordor. It might have been in the trailer or in the cinematic, <laughs> huh? I said, you don't have to play. You can watch oh, this. There we go. <laughs> yeah, probably in my like, infinite free time. You don't have space yes. for it anyways. <laughs> I don't even Twitch see stream. most of the movies that I've worked on. So <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about seeing R.I.P.D. And I was like, that's definitely one that I'm never going to. Yeah. Well, it was just on sci-fi when I was doing something else. And excuses. It, excuses. No, no. So it was, <laughs> it was on and I was like, wait a no, second. I just read on IMDb that she did that. That's so funny that it's on the TV right now. Well, my wife yeah. would be excited about the uh, Twilight movies that you worked yeah. on. That's uh, that was one of her favorites or her series that she loved. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, but I've, I've I've been to um, uh, Portland, Oregon, and there's this area where they filmed a lot of the or a couple of scenes that were in the woods, and mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. They had these signs up. It's like this is where this scene was and all that from the first movie. No, this that is was where nice. he sparkled. Yeah, I love that. I Heather, Heather painted all those scenes. It wasn't it wasn't real life when you went there. there. It was, was it was life. just it was just her paintings <laughs> that they hung yeah, in the she, woods. She deleted those, all those trees. Yeah, the first one I think they did film in Portland or something, yeah. and then the second yeah. one they had to for budget or whatever they filmed in Probably. like Vancouver. Yeah, mm -hmm. or something, and so we had to paint some stuff. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Just background stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do love um, visiting like the real. I I like trying to pretend that like movies are real worlds. <laughs> you know, like so yeah. in that mm -hmm. vein, I, I'm a huge Potterhead. And we got to go to London and we got to see the, oh, cool. the stage show of Cursed Child. And then we did the Harry Potter oh. studio tour. And then we went took the train to Scotland and we got to see all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I could totally picture Hagrid's hut over here. And I can picture Hogwarts <laughs> like behind a magical veil right over there. And um, in different parts in England, like seeing the buildings that inspired the yeah. Viz Dev in the movie, because, mm -hmm. because I work on environments, I know that we, a lot of time we borrow inspiration from real life things. And so not growing up in England and seeing any of the architecture or any of the buildings or the candy shops or, you know, this, like when we got to go and see like that's honey Dukes, honey Dukes is based off that building. Exactly. Like <laughs> oh, it's not cool. totally exact, but mm -hmm. it's definitely inspired by that. Yeah. That's or, awesome. Yeah. We, when we went yeah to England, we went to the area where it was like modeled after like Diagon Alley, like Diagon Alley was kind of modeled up on that area. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but uh, we we didn't we didn't get to see as much of Harry Potter stuff. But my wife was specific <laughs> that we had to go 
to where Bridget Jones' apartment was. We had to go where her apartment was to uh, see where that scene took place when when they're standing out there and she's not wearing pants and she's kissing him. We had to see that. I had to see that. I get it. I get it. I did not do that. We, need to go back. we don't blame you. No, we did do like a bunch of Lord of the Rings tours cool. when we were in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. And but it's all it's funny because they're all real places, but then a lot of them were shot to be bigotures. And so and then it, it grew up, you know, and the landscape changes. And so you're like, this doesn't look like this should. But yeah, yeah. now I might need to go back to Scotland for um, Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Universal? Sorry, have you been to Universal Studios to see the Harry yes. Potter? Um... I haven't been on the new Hagrid ride but yeah we're big um universal uh, florida so cool. fans it just it just it's like you're walking into diagon alley it's just amazing i love it yeah so cool. my kids love it they were so little when we were taking it we got like a annual pass last year um that they were terrified whenever the the dragon on um gringotts would breathe fire so we got my my oldest at the time a wand, and we gave him a magic spell, Aguamente, to put out water or to put out the fire. And um, so he, we've got all these amazing videos of him like getting ready and just fiercely casting a spell at this fire breathing dragon, and it is very real to him. That's awesome. It's awesome. So. On my same the same trip when I went to Portland, we also went to uh, see the Goonies house in Astoria, and that was really cool. And then to the the we went to Cannon Beach where they filmed like the 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 the, uh, the, the sea stacks I think is what they call them the big rocks out there where when yeah. you see the ship coming in and all that and and it, it's like super far away from the house. I mean it wasn't it wasn't real real close like they ride their bikes down there I guess but um, in the movie but. That was really cool to see the house. You, it was you can't go up there now, but at, at the time, this was four years ago or so. You could walk up to the house, take pictures, and all this. And there's Data's house is right there beside it. I mean, it's it's cool. just like the movie. And then, but they have a sign. It's like, please donate, you know, and donate money for <laughs> the house to keep it up, you know. And then the other thing we got to see in in Astoria was the. Um, and that was a really cool town because it's like a fishing town, you know, kind of like on a on the coast right there in uh, Oregon. And um, was uh, the kinder, kindergarten cop school? Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. It's so weird yeah. what movies I love, but that is one of them that I've watched probably a hundred times. <laughs> but that was really cool. Just all those things were just all within a couple hours from Portland. It was. We had to drive a bit, and it was funny because it was 90 degrees in Portland, and we go to the coast, and it was 65 degrees. <laughs> it was it was nice, but so so can you not can you not go up to the Goonies house anymore because they're building a, a golf course there now? Uh, no idea. Oh come on, that's, well, from, if, that's if, from the movie. The kids... <laughs> is, it a, is it pirate theme? <laughs> well, if the kids can save it, then it'll that's be so funny. You go, I have no idea. Maybe they are building a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> we we just got through watching a show on HGTV um, where HGTV bought the Brady Bunch house. I the actual saw house. that. I did not watch yeah. it. Uh, it was actually pretty interesting. Like I didn't really grow up watching the Brady Bunch. Jeannie watched the Brady Bunch a lot, but um, 
it was interesting because the outside, I mean, it's the outside of the house that you see from the show. Uh, but the inside looks nothing, of course, sure. like what was in the show. And yeah. they redid the whole inside to make it just like the huh. show. Um, <laughs> and it was it was insane. Like you talking about how you having to go through like the movies and pick out little things um, to put in the matte paintings to, to make them exact or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's what they did on the show. They watched like seasons of the Brady Bunch. To pick out like oh there's these bongos back here in the in the background we got to get bongos exactly like that there's a stuffed giraffe that we got to find somewhere that, to to match <laughs> it they they actually went and printed like wallpaper and printed sheets and all kinds of stuff like digitally to exactly match what was in the show it was crazy Spoon flower yeah <laughs> oh, you can do everything now yeah that's cool. <laughs> And my yeah, my inner fun. geek, I mean, I'm not that, I'm not a big Brady Bunch fan, but the inner geek in me loves that whole idea of like recreating the world of your favorite movies and shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the the me that has made like prop replicas for my husband <laughs> birthday and stuff. You know, like I love that sort of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I want to go sleep at Hogwarts or, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you can. You just... Where's the I mean, Hogwarts Hotel? Gotta hide. <laughs> you just go to Universal and hide in the line somewhere and <laughs> sleep yeah, there. Fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah but they're doing that the Star Wars Hotel, right? But the yeah, prices yes. that they posted are so astronomically high. Oh, that... gosh, yeah. I've already got somebody lined up to buy one of my kidneys, so it should work out Excellent. for me to, to go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go. I got to. Uh, oh, it looks so cool. Yeah, I just got back from Galaxy's Edge uh, a couple weeks ago. Do you, do you like it? It's amazing. Like, I went in thinking, eh, we'll see. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan. If you can't tell from behind me and stuff. Um, I can't see your video uh, at all. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Oh, well. Oh. You don't even know what I look like then. No. <laughs> I assume you look a bit like your brother. No, no. I have no. the uh, booty cheeks of uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, we don't see your booty. Yeah, I'm not so, sure why you have those on screen. You constantly have those I on just screen. Keep, I keep them on screen. Yeah. Just he, he comes up with these weird excuses just to stand up. <laughs> and turn around all the time. It's my, it's my, tone. It's my yeah. best asset. So, uh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have long flowing hair, unlike Chris, you know. Uh, no. No, I don't. That's weird that my video's not on. Huh. Oh, well. Anyways, we got to saying? go to Galaxy's Edge this oh. summer oh, yeah. during the Galaxy's preview Edge. and stuff, and all summer long. It was pretty uh, slow, so. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I wasn't as excited about it as you are. Well, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I and I got to go build my own lightsaber. So that's I think that's what put it over the top that I got to build my own lightsaber. <gasps> I'd show it to you, but you can't see. So yeah, we did not do that. It was um, it was a cool experience. But I think for me with kids, it was a lot at Disneyland to just walk over there and there's nothing but shopping and weird food that nobody liked. Um, and the blue milk was fun. 
and but the can the cantina was amazing. Yes, we're not gonna lie about that. The cantina and the shops they truly are amazing, but it is all just shopping in one ride, um, and then a big long trek back to the rest of the world. And so I I feel like they went wrong with building Star Wars lands is that it is so detached, whereas Hogwarts, both in L.A. and in Florida is still so close to everything else. Like you can go through there, uh-huh. you feel like you're in nowhere but Hogwarts. They've very thoughtfully, you know, used the castles and the buildings to camouflage the rest of the park. But then you're over by Jurassic Park and, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um seamlessly moves. It, it's it's much more seamless uh-huh. and um uh-huh. Well, I think yeah. how cuz I went to the one in Florida so it's mm-hmm. not it's not like that. It's basically it butts up to Muppets and it butts up to Toy Story Land. So it's just like everything's right there. And so isn't it, Star Tours right at the entrance? Star Tours is like you you go out and there's Muppets and then after Muppets there's Star Tours. Okay. So it's like down down a path or whatever. Um, so everything is right there together, but they've camouflaged it where you can't tell that everything's right there together. So I like that. And, and I went, I, we stayed on property and saying on property, they had, uh, my son is playing with change in the background. So if you hear <laughs> change right on around, um, he, uh, we stayed on property. <laughs> yeah. Now you hear it. Okay. okay buddy. <laughs> <laughs> out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so we stayed on property. So we had extra, extra magic hours. So I went by myself at 6 a.m. <laughs> to Galaxy's Edge, which that's not as crazy as um, my friends had the early entrance, like during the preview, yeah. but it was the eight to midnight or nine to midnight slot. Mm. We have two kids, one who wasn't five yet, he was almost five and six and a half. So, and we're like, we're going. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we, um, you know, I had the employee pass to get into the park all summer, but at the beginning we were blocked out all summer. And so that was like the, we thought for a while that that was going to be our only chance to get to go see it. Yeah. And um, so we're like, all right, we're going. We had to condition, we had 10 days to get condition the kids to be able to function until past midnight <laughs> um, because we definitely kept them in the park that whole time (laughs) and didn't get back to the car until one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all got to ride millennium Falcon like three times in a row. Just, you know, we got to go get cocktails at the cantina. My husband, like we celebrated his birthday. He got the Rancorn teeth beer flight. Gosh. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's $85. Now they raised the price. Wait for what? The Rancor tooth thing. They cost more than that. No, it's eighty-five dollars. <laughs> well, In Orlando, it is. It's eighty-five dollars. I thought it was like. No, that's probably about right. It was like. It was seventy-five dollars, and they raised it to eighty-five dollars a couple weeks. Ago. I think when we got it, it was still eighty-five. But yeah. it was it's his L- birthday. L.A. pricing. L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm i'm excited to see the new ride because i think when they open the second ride it's going to make everything way better in the star wars land galaxy's edge um i've heard the new ride is like the ride is like the ride itself is 15 minutes long 
Wow. Mm. I thought it was longer than that. I thought well, it was like 20 well, minutes or something. Okay, so the ride itself is 15 minutes long, but then the pre-shows well, yeah. make it like 20 minutes long. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so like five people can ride it a day? <laughs> it'll be like the Hagrid's hut ride where they can only operate it like half the time because it's well, the, so long that it can't take the and you have to get out of the ride too it's like you get out and go to it's there's these different parts to it yeah. from what I understand and that's where it keeps why it got delayed so much was because it was if if one part of it messes up it just or gets stuck or whatever it just it makes it the you know, Star Wars one? Yeah, yeah, the new Star Wars one. Yeah, so it's you you get out of the vehicle at one part and go to do this thing or whatever and it's um and it's so long but it's like if it breaks down then that one part which that's any ride if it breaks down it breaks down, right? Yeah. But it's but they were just talking about how it's it's kind of delicate <laughs> because of all the moving pieces yeah. that it has. I'm going know? in January to check it out. So, yeah. I'm excited. Speaking of cool things i can't tell you oh oh no you could tell us go ahead being at um being at (laughs) disney we get all these like cool things like they they bring all these visitors in for the employees and stuff and so they brought in an astronaut to get to talk to us about his you know space flight and and then they brought in um some imagineers to talk about all the latest inventions and cool stuff that they're doing for the theme parks and how it's going to roll out in the next like year to 18 months. And Disney's got some cool stuff cooked up. that's going to like change your theme park experience. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, now I want to know. I can't. Oh, man. But it's so cool. There's a Disney sniper that's trained on her right now. <laughs> What's that red dot? Where'd that red dot come from? <laughs> I know. But just getting to hear about their creative process um, for... They, they just get to like wildly invent things and then see if it might be useful. And then if it is, maybe pursue it some more. And I'm like, it just sounds so cool. And their entire jobs are built on mostly failures. You know, like if, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're just coming up with pie in the sky inventions and crazy things, most of them are going to fail. And I'm just, how cool is that? That most of what you're doing is going to fail and you're going to have to be okay with that and move on or like iterate it and make it into something that might be cool or uh, um what an interesting and unique approach to yeah. life it's very creative and artistic and yeah so the imagineers that came in it, were, were any of them like <laughs> missing a hand have a scar across their face uh anything like that they looked like jack sparrow because if, <laughs> oh, the guy with the big jangly stuff that hangs I'm just hangs off his because, no, I'm not telling you anything. Uh, no, I'm just saying because if there was like one of them missing a hand, then that does confirm that they're working on a real life lightsaber, and it's going to be coming to the park, and we're going to have a real life lightsaber. <laughs> right? I mean, either that or Captain Hook. Laser sword. Captain Hook. Disney will be the people that develop the actual real working lightsaber. And then they'll, I don't know what they'll do with it. 
I still want a wand. Still want a wand. Gosh, I can get you a wand. <laughs> got, a tree, got, got a tree out front. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a guy. There, I saw a video of a guy that took. He's like, okay, let's figure out how this technology works at the Wizarding World. And so he got some like diodes, for lack of a better better word, off of Amazon, and he just taped them onto different things. And so he could do all the spells with like he taped it on like a carrot stick or something. He's like, "Yeah, here we go." And people are like, "How are you doing this?" And he's like, "It's magic," because <laughs> he didn't <laughs> tell them that he put the diodes on it. They're like, "He's like, oh yeah, I could do it with anything." He's like doing it yeah, with his hand need, and like, stuff. Take apart your old remote. Well, yeah. Why was he carrying around a carrot? Like that's... I don't know. It was funny. Why like, would you not carry? I mean, yeah, it's, it's oh, okay. better than I'm doing a spell with a pickle. He would put How he would put something out. he would put something in a trash can, and then like when people start walking over, look at stuff. He'd be like, "Huh?" And he'd walk over and just grab something out of the trash that already had the diode on it, and just go <laughs> to the spells. And people are like, "What is going on here?" It was pretty cool. <laughs> so no need to buy an expensive wand. Just buy a little diode. Oh, we already have several expensive ones. It's too late for us. Yeah. Well, I have I have several lightsabers. It's funny. I have them all mounted on my wall. If you could see me, you could, I could show you. Oh, um, <laughs> so they're all mounted, and, and I got this new one. Uh, and my wife walked into my office the other day. She was like, you don't have any space for your uh, lightsabers. I guess you're going to have to to get rid of one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I bought this little stand for this one. And she's like, ah. Oh. She's like, what about that other lightsaber? I was like, oh no, it's 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 mounted up there. And she's like, ah, oh, we've got so many lightsabers. I can't help it. Yeah. We've uh, <laughs> turned our master bedroom into a Harry Potter room. Oh, cool. Um, it started out as like me just collecting things like movie props stuff and i'm not into like daniel radcliffe or anything i'm into like the books <laughs> and then the the cinema the cinematographic yeah. like the world yeah. the world building part but yeah. um it started out as we had to decorate my son's nursery my youngest and with my oldest i kind of decorated something what i felt like his personality was which it's weird how spot on it was before they're born and have a personality but with the second one i was like you know what i think i want to design this room for me because i'm going to be sitting in this room a lot <laughs> and so it was like coffee sort of latte colored walls and gold harry potter stuff everywhere and it was so soothing but then they decided to share room and i'm like what am i going to do with all these collectibles ah oh, master bedroom so now our bedroom is like <laughs> but then it got out of hand because now we can buy expensive ones we don't have to worry about the kids breaking yeah <laughs> so, so now she has like an exact replica of the gryffindor common room as her bedroom not quite <laughs> do, you have, do you have to say a password to a picture frame <laughs> before you can enter that would be amazing. We've always wanted a hidden room, so it's funny you say oh, that. Who does Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I always thought it'd be fun to oh, like yeah. we, to put like a bookcase in book front case. of a door. Oh yeah. Yeah. Make a hidden room. We almost bought a house we hated simply because it had a hidden room. Oh wow. <laughs> like that. It was behind a secret bookcase and everything. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. But you know, our whole house is pretty nerdy there's geeky stuff all over my office my room is or our room is all harry pottery we've got a room in the front that we call toad hall 
from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and it's full of just Mr. Toad collectibles. And then our living room is full of just animation cells that Scott's been collecting his whole life. In the basement is our theater, our movie posters. So <laughs> that's cool. I'm decorating our house like the haunted mansion for for Halloween. So I I did tell my husband that we needed to turn Toad Hall into the haunted mansion for Halloween, and yeah, he is yeah. all for it. I'm yes. doing a a paper craft thing right now of I'm building the haunted mansion basically with the gate and everything because I I got all the uh, Funko Pop Haunted Mansion stuff that just came out. Mm-hmm. So I'm building the mansion for them and making a big... <laughs> it's it's my Christmas snow village for Halloween. It's going to be That's the funny. Haunted Mansion. and It was a big task that I didn't think it would be that big. And now I'm like, oh my goodness. There's so many intricate parts to cut out and shape and, ta- and glue. and So it may be done by Halloween or maybe you know it'll be done by Christmas. I don't know. Next year. Yeah, I bought... Um, <laughs> I just went on eBay last week and bought all the little Funko Pop Nightmare Before Christmas figures from Series 2. Because my plan was to have this black dead tree and like hang them all from it for Halloween. We'll see if I get around to that. (laughs) Because I've had this tree for like a year and a half now and I have... I have all these different seasons. Like I was going to do Trolls for Valentine's Day and... I have all these different characters for all the different holidays and I still haven't done this darn tree yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are wait we're an hour and a half in, so All right. I guess it's about that time. I'm sure you want to go to bed and I've got to get my kid back to bed since he's <laughs> up at midnight. How uh, old is he? He's four and a half. It'll be five in November. Wow. Yeah, he's just up wandering. He's just up in my office, playing in the background. I don't know why. <laughs> That's but, what he does. A yep. tornado wouldn't wake my children right now. So yeah, he's all, awesome. uh, the same he, way, man. He is a tornado, so it's um... uh, yes. <laughs> no, he's very good. You could turn on a light in my son's room, and and like you can move him. You can do anything, and he does not wake up. It's great. <laughs> no, Grant. He just like. Uh, I'll be sitting or like last night I was cleaning the kitchen and I hear somebody walking down the stairs and he grabs the cord. He's like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. He's ready to party. You want to watch a movie or eat or something? And I'm like, no, it's, it's the middle of the night. We're going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, so time to start strapping him down. Yeah. Strap him down. Heather, thank you so much (laughs) for coming on. Thanks for having me. I I hope your first podcast experience was a positive one. We didn't scare you away from podcasting. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was interesting. No, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Yeah, good. Well, you're welcome anytime. Um, but thank you, and we we can't wait to see. We can't wait to see. <laughs> he's talking to me. Um, Frozen two and what actually happens. And yes. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you're gonna be in LA, I'm also working on the Coco Hollywood Bowl show. Oh, cool! It's gonna be in November, so nice. that's gonna be pretty fun too. I won't be there, but I'm sure some of our <laughs> listeners will be there. So if you are in LA, check out the Coco show, and you can say, "Hey, I know who did that." Maybe. Part of it. Part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming on. I hope you have a wonderful halloween season 
This is how Thank a geek. It's my favorite season. Uh, mine too. I oh. love it. I and you'll you'll probably love it. The whole family is going to be Star Wars characters for oh. Halloween. Also, oh, who are you going to oh, be? Oh, nice. Um, my children are insisting that I am Princess Leia. Well, there you go. There's so many female options to choose from. <laughs> I mean, you've got there's that one. Ray and Padme. What's the what's the, the girl's name that, that, that uh, takes over for Leia? And, uh, oh yeah, it's better than Laura Dern. Like it's uh... you could you could have no. been we, well. Maz could, to be Katana. fair, they haven't gotten that far in the series yet. We're only uh, okay. on episode. I think we're gonna be we're halfway through episode five, so oh. we're going chronologically. So that's as far as they. At gotten. least, at least you're not at Return of the Jedi, and they're like, "We want you to be Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia." No, but they did tell. <laughs> so this summer, when we were in Star Wars Land, they did um, insist on having Yoda ears, which we of course got them. Yeah. And they immediately wouldn't wear them because they were too tight for even a toddler's head, a child's head. And so me and Scott wore them. So they go, Dad, you should be Yoda for Halloween instead. <laughs> Your ears are already hairy and you're really old. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Scott's going to be um, Yoda. That's, That's hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> you, should just, you should just go, no, I'm going to be Admiral Akbar. <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Hopefully, maybe we'll see some pictures of you guys all dressed up. Star Wars. Yeah, we usually theme out for Halloween, so. Cool. I don't know what we're doing this year as far as costumes. I don't know. You got very little time to decide. No, I've got plenty. <laughs> Trust me, I can make a costume in like. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris week. and Jen are, I mean, making a costume for their car, so whatever yeah. you do, you know you're going <laughs> to fail in comparison. <laughs> we don't have kids. We make costumes yeah. for our car. Yeah. That is your kid. That's our kid. Uh, our, our our Tesla. Yeah. So here's a funny costume story. I don't know if I've told on here before. If I have, then you can just stop now. And thanks for joining us on I Am Geek. But so last year after Halloween, my wife went to Target with the kids and she called me and she's like, they had all their costumes on on like clearance. Like I got all these costumes for like a dollar, two dollars, all this stuff. Like that's great. That's cool. She's like, I got you some too. I got all Star Wars. I'm like, that's wonderful. So she brings them home and she's like, here's yours. And I'm like, that's Lando Calrissian. I'm pretty sure I can't dress up as Lando for Halloween. Why not? I'm pretty sure I'll get some weird looks. Like, no. I think that would be amazing. Your <laughs> pigment. If my kids can dress up as the Black Panther, you can be Lando. Well, I mean, Black Black Panther was a mask, so. <laughs> well, last year I made Scott. Well, I, I gathered and put together Scott's costume, but the kids wanted to be a Wreck It Ralph. And fix it, Felix yeah. Jr. So we had the gold hammer, and I had the outfit, and I got, I even got an embroidery machine so I could make them their patches and stuff. Um, and my husband, they insisted, had to be King Candy. So <laughs> I got him like tight, the white tights and the foofy jacket, and um, I bought some gold hammer pants that I cut <laughs> off into shorts, and yes. and um, the big fluffy collar, and it was impressive we'll say that hmm. there was a cop car that was patrolling the neighborhood we were trick-or-treating in <laughs> and he passed us stopped 
backed up his patrol car to roll down his window and point and laugh at Scott. It was <laughs> amazing. It's King Candy, oh my. <laughs> so, Chris, just since you are decorating your car as the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, uh, yeah. has Jenny and your wife insisted that you cut off one of your legs and go as the uh, main character from... Um, she has insisted, but I've noticed that she's been staring at my leg <laughs> on occasion. Just, just will not do. Just, yeah, just Maybe looking at know, it. In the spirit of full accuracy, I mean, yeah. yeah, I, I did tell her that you needed to go in costume with the car, yeah. and she said you guys are not doing that. What? And I'm we are, we are sadly not, disappointed. I know Ooh. it's it's taken all of our time to do the car. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. She's got the blonde hair. I don't understand. But I don't have any hair, so... It doesn't matter. (laughs) You could be any Viking. Look at that beard. (laughs) There we go, yeah. (laughs) Do I need to come up now and be in costume for you? I'll I'll be Craig Ferguson's character. Oh, you guys! Oh, you did buy hats and a shirt. I guess that's what you're wearing. We do. She she made shirts. It, like she. Are made you selling them out of your frunk or whatever you call <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, we're gonna sell them out of the frunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She made shirts and she got like hats embroidered with like the eyes on it that are really cool. Um, you can purchase the shirts um, <laughs> on her Etsy page, uh, Jen Street. Is it uh, I am geek? Uh, is it a say, it should be uh, spreadshirt spreadshirt dot com yeah. slash I am geek. <laughs> shop spreadshirt dot com slash I am geek for all your I am geek t shirt needs. <laughs> <laughs> Their plug for the night. Anyways, thank you again. We just keep talking. Um, I could talk all night, uh, but thank yeah. you, man. Excellent. You've been excellent. We've loved having you on on I Am Geek. And, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this has been I Am Geek episode 120. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye.